0: Minutes 38 remaining, lead by 10 points. It's Fremantle's going yeah. to lose sand, and the big best. What are going to <laughs>
1: Dorkers, hello and welcome. It's the first one of the season. Juddy, exceptional circumstances that we join one another. How good?
0: Yeah, mate. It's, um, it's a pity I have to see your face again so soon. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was good to hang out. But um, it's the Dork yeah, talk.
1: Know. The dog talk curse. It's the start of the uh, start of the curse. We'll do things a little bit differently. Uh, maybe next time we've got to we've got to try things. Maybe we won't stay at the Crown. Maybe we'll switch some things up. Who knows what we're doing?
0: Yeah. There are a couple of things I did wrong with my punting that definitely hurt the team. Um, which you did bring up at the time. Um mate, so we'll I guess we'll get into the game and, and how we watched it and whatnot first. So um unfortunately you and I went over to watch what we thought was a very promising round of football for the Dockers. Yeah. Um You know, St. Kilda, heaps of injuries, Freo on the up, uh, Marvel under the roof. Yep. Freo generally pretty good there. Um, So all things were pointing to a little bit too much um, positive. uh...
1: Oh, mate, I think we'd even given up. Like, we were like, oh, it'd be nice if we have a relaxing afternoon. And we're like, oh, you know what? Like, they're barely ever relaxing. We'll take a little bit of stress in our lives. I'll handle a little bit of stress at the game. You know, how nice would it be to see Luke Jackson kick his first goal or kick a couple of goals? Or how nice would it be to see Nat Fife maybe run into a bit of form, take a mark and do some things? Or how nice would it be to see this or that? I don't remember ever maybe thinking how nice it would be to watch St Kilda kick the last five. Yeah,
0: Um, and and get a goalless fourth quarter for the loss. (laughs) Oh, mate.
1: If you're Um, going to dish up the goalless, might as well make it the fourth.
0: Yeah. Not good. Um, but- should we start off? So so you and I went over to the game, flew in Saturday morning, staying at Crown Promenade, um, mm-hmm. a little Crown Offset. Um, we go to check in, and as we check in and pay, the lady okay. whispers to us, there's actually a bottle of sparkling uh, wine in the fridge as well that's complimentary and some complimentary chocolates for you boys. The so complimentary definitely-
1: chocolates. Got even lower in the whisper. She was like, "Yeah." And and there is some chocolates. It's like, (laughs) okay,
0: thank you. Are we supposed to do something more sexual with those? She definitely thought we were a couple, which is fine, even though we had two beds.
1: We can we just explain that we had two? We just had a twin room.
0: We had two double beds in a room,
1: and we barely even shared them.
0: Yeah, like, and you were only naked for a part of it.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, the complimentary champagne was fantastic, but. I was handed over in a weird fashion.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we went and watched the D's Dogs, which um, wasn't a bad game. Um, nah. The people, the Dogs fans behind us were woofing pretty loudly. Didn't do uh, the woofing. Yeah. So that always brings me back to the Dockers-Dogs game 2015 when there was a very oh. um, rough-looking middle-aged lady behind me in Dogs kit that every time they kicked a goal would do a proper like,
1: <laughs> Real Wolf. <laughs> loved it was just loved the Wolf. Um, yeah. But was good yeah, it was a good game. Um yeah, Melbourne fantastic team. Um but uh, yeah, doggies were a little bit off. It was good to watch our whipping boy run around there. Um
0: Oh Lob, Rory Lobb. Yeah. We can talk about him later, but um oh we can talk about him now.
1: Before we get into any? the oh. game.
0: Lob. Lob, Lob. Lob did less than he did more of the annoying stuff. Than he that he did at Frio when we used to get really angry at him and he didn't kick any goals. Um, he, he was pretty um, bad. He's gone for ankle surgery now or something.
1: I like how it's an ankle issue that's been hindering him for the last couple of years. Yeah, so it's not yeah just and they have time.
0: to rush off and get it done. They're like, well, this guy's given us two-fifths of fuck all output, so we may as well <laughs> get like, him off the surgery.
1: Yeah, so, like, mate, to be honest, you're going to get rested next week, so yeah. might as well get this ankle thing sorted and then we'll yeah. go from there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but he looked like he belonged in the three o forward line on Sunday. He probably would have been one of our hardest workers. Um, but no, we, but yeah, it was interesting to to watch him run around. Got absolutely pantsed by uh, Jakey Lever.
0: Yeah, oh, Lever took a thousand marks. Except, you know, Lever took a thousand marks, similar to a few players in our back line. However, all of them then would rebound into a scoring yeah. shot generally. He's Uh, basically a spare defender. Yeah, maybe we should talk about
1: the game. I'll write us on in.
0: Um, So, let's have a look. Summary. Freo Dockers in a very classic Dockery and Ross Lyons scoreline. uh, 10-7-67 to 7-10-52. So, based on that scoreline, we literally could have still drawn had we just kicked a few of those easy goals that we missed um that's without creating would... any further chances. Well Fife didn't make the distance for one of his so that would have been a, been the win probably.
1: Uh we'll probably get to five um we'll get to five and probably the main part of the forward line I'll start with a few of the positives like that weren't too bad. And it was good to see Hayden Young he 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 grew into the game. I thought he had some fantastic inset marking, um supposed the ball reasonably well. Um looked damaging Brennan Cox obviously clunked a lot. Um same with Luke Ryan. Pierce had some really good one on one things. Like, I think he had two on one there where he like rode the boundary line really well. He's an awkward side. Then he in broke shape. through. Yeah. Yeah. Then he broke through. He's a very like kind of, when he gets it, he's almost uncoordinated in his movement, but it's like he holds the ball high in the air and can sprint quite quick. He's quite agile. He's a big fella and he, and he moves. And I love how he just like hits things at speed and just keeps the ball in front. Like, he is quite a quality defender. It's good. It's good to see him coming back. So, those would probably majority be. Oh, and I thought Henry was more competitive and got into the game. Yeah, In a yeah, game yeah. where you would expect him to kind of fade out, I thought he continued to get the ball um, and he worked the ground really well. Same with like Frederick and Switter. Those guys just worked the ground really well. Um, could have been a bit better. But I thought Henry, uh, that's the kind of games where he might normally drift out and not. But I thought he had a positive impact. And I mean, He's just the guy that we need him to get 20 touches. Um, and he had the opportunity to kick a goal. And I think he got that. He got handballed the ball and maybe caught one high or got holding the ball, I think. Um, so he he wasn't far off, which was good. I thought that was good to see him um, a bit bigger and a bit stronger and um, using the ball a bit better.
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree with all that. So I'll just touch first on so Hayden Young. I thought if he plays like that all season, he'll be very good chance to be one of the um, All-Australian halfbacks. Brendan Cox, if he plays like that all season, he'll be a very good chance. It should almost be a lock for Um, All-Australian. And Lukey Ryan was really good too. I think, look, they did pad their stats with those kicks across halfback. Um, However, look, Luke Ryan had thirty-seven touches, thirty kicks, and thirteen marks. So, say we take away ten of those kicks and half of those marks, it's still a bloody, it's still twenty-seven yeah. dis- disposals and seven marks. Like it's still a bloody good game. Same with Cox, thirty disposals and twenty marks. Say we took away, you know, ten of those mark kicks. That, that's generous too. It's still twenty and ten. Like it's still huge numbers and heaps of them were intercepts too. Um and Hayden Young still takes intercept marks too, like in packs or Eight, you know, yeah. in his one on one, he wins one on one contests. So, right. um, those three were really good. Jordan Clark gave us a lot. Um, I think the problem probably was that the instruction was so. And I heard who was it, Jamie Graham, or um, or um, who's the doggies guy that's now with us? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's heaps of them. Um, no, the other guy. <laughs> the one that was oh. Captain of the Dogs. Oh, Bob um, Murphy. Bob Murphy, yeah. I don't know. Why I mind blanked on him. Um, not often I heard he goes him. this way with us. Hey, uh, what number was he, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, I heard him on radio. I think maybe Mark Duffield interviewed him. And um, he was saying, look, the idea was to take the territory that they give you, like they'll zone and all those sort of things. Similar to how Hawthorne used to do to Freo. Like if they're going to give you that space, hit that kick. But we went too slow that by the time we looked up, eventually we were under pressure and then had to do a bomb kick. And unfortunately I've never seen the bomb kick work well for Freo in any situation, let alone like once the other teams had the chance to get 18 players behind the ball. Um
1: I I found I found exact, but at the game, I thought that first quarter was the worst and it got worse as the game went on. I didn't mind that we built it up slowly because we still got field position and got to like that centre-half forward or that, that position. But then we just took an eternity to kick it out on the full. Or we took an, and I think early on in the piece in that first quarter, like why not just put it to the top of the square straight away and Worst case scenario, St Kilda have to try and march at the whole distance of the ground against yeah. a team that should defend well. Like, I just don't understand in that first quarter why it wasn't just like, oh, look, it took us a while to get hit at half-forward flank, like, this thing. They've got 18 behind now. Like, realise where you are. We've taken forever to get here. There's 18 guys in here. No one's going to hit a lead. Let's just put it to the top of the square. Like, but we just can't seem to make those in-game decisions. It's like we're still we, no, we keep looking
0: the... for the perfect kick.
1: Yeah. Keep and looking it, for the and...
0: perfect kick. And there stink just, it,
1: and absolutely stink it. So I didn't mind early, early that the guys wanted to control the ball, like make them defend, kind of feel them out a bit. But then, so so often we'd be sixty meters out and it'd take forever to miss kick to Taberna, leading to the pocket, and it goes out for a throw in, or it goes out on the full, or we kick to you know we 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 go too low and flat, and it hits a St Kilda defender better than it does like. That's what really drove me and um initially. I agree. But
0: that. but even further to that, so say when Freya were doing the 18 behind the ball, like, you know, late in the game if we're up or whatever, or in the Lion days when we do these sort of zones, how worried were we as fans and probably oh, the players yeah. when the other team just kicked it to the top of the square where the numbers were? They're like, all right, defend this, <laughs> like bitches. And then you're uh, like, oh, shit. And everyone, like, you know, you start making a mistake, they hand pass it back and get a shot or whatever. Like, it 100% puts the defense under pressure, which is when someone will give away a free jump into exactly. someone's back, chop an arm. Like, if you get Jackson putting two arms, arms up at the ball yep. and you get an arm chop, done. Like, it puts defenses under pressure doing that. Even if there's a thousand players there, they've still got to defend it um i agree and and the top of the square kick is is going to be way better than the you know attempted 20 meter pass to nobody
1: we just lost that whole first quarter the way we set up when we came out i do not understand why like so from a situation where we just start we're just feeling it out like one why doesn't that kick just go top square why do we always try to be too cute or why do we take forever to be stupid with it anyway if you're stupid just at least do it quick but like why five started the deepest forward um Like, why not just put him on a half forward or put him in a Tracy role and just say, hey, mate, as soon as you see Hayden Young or Cox or Ryan get it, you just start steaming. And early on in that first quarter, I want to see Fife get some ball. Like, just work up the ground, just get some separation, get some space, just get your hands on it. But,
0: like, get some confidence, yeah. Get
1: some confidence. And, like, even if then he's got a handball off or even if he gets involved, but no, what do we do straight up? We march nat five to the goal square as if he, like, why not just give him, like, just a, a normal-ish role, something that he's used to, and then rotate him into the goal square? Like, why why are we putting him goal square like he's Matthew Richardson or yeah. someone who's just going to walk? He's never played forward before. He's come back from a massive injury, and we just go do that to him. Like, I just thought get, we did no one any favours in that game. Like, we didn't help ourselves from the start, and that just kind of bled through, and, like... I think Jackson could have gone to the goal square or Tabs could have gone to the goal square earlier and played the deepest forward. But
0: Well, let's talk about those two players. So Jackson, I think, in a relatively quiet game, I think both showed that he's got a long way to go, but he's a 21-year-old, 20-year-old. He's got a long way to go, but also like he both took the ball from the ruck and had a shot and it hit the post. Did it? You yeah, remember when he just early, took the ball out of the run? And then he did something else pretty sweet as well, where we're just like, that's the potential that we're seeing. That's that's why we paid two draft, two first round draft picks for that guy. Yeah. I feel like he showed what we're gonna hopefully see more of, but also that he's like we can't expect him. He's not coming in like Hogan did as a 24, 25 year old who's supposed to like be kicking 50 goals a game. He's coming in as a 20-year-old developing ruck forward hybrid player who may give us five possession games and is still really learning. Um, So I think we really have to, like, I'm not going to be too critical of of his performances as long as it looks like he's putting in effort, which he is. He chases it as well. Tabs, on the other hand, um, I didn't see too many impressive things from him, both at the ground watching his leading patterns and different things. He was done no favours with our ball movement. Like, the forwards must no. be like, this ball movement is killing us. Like, by the time you're ready to kick to us, there are seven players standing in my zone. Like, what am I going to do with that?
1: But I would just be more, like, even even from a half-back, even when it's at half, half-back flank or even as it slowly goes towards centre wing, I would prefer to see Tabs and Tracy. Just go full ball, like one up the guts, just go one up the guts and just disrupt the zone. Not once did I see a player looking to kind of break through the because if if a player takes five steps one direction to kind of oh shit, or if they look at Tabernar for too long as he leads past, you create something. But not once. All we saw that whole game was those three players, five tracing tabs, slowly sidestep away oh, from the back.
0: Ball. Lead. All, the back diagonal yeah. leads. Fife doing just, back diagonal leads into tabs of space. We saw that yeah. a few times as well. It's like either yeah. lead at him or fucking get out of the space, mate. Um, I think, yeah, and I think we were judging those things that started happening were later in the game, like maybe third quarter. And I think by then all the stuff they'd been working on had gone out the window. Like they were like, so yeah. Fife had had a, quarter, a half where he hadn't done anything. He was feeling the pressure. Um, Tabs, I don't know what goes through that guy's mind. And Tracy's a confidence player too. So I feel like all their confidence just was seeping out. Um, I I think we'll be much better this week in ball movement and um, forward structure, but it's very disappointing to see. Mate, there's a couple of things. We about halfway through the second quarter when those umpiring decisions started going our way, which... Probably was a 50-50, 60-40 free kick and then a clear 50 meter penalty, like letter of the law 50 meter penalty that people just don't really understand. Now they're like, oh, the umpire's being soft. It's like, no, no, no. It'd be like if I punched you in the face and they didn't pay high. Like it's literally the rule.
1: (laughs) You're not allowed to do that. It was the umpire certainly, it's one of them home games where those kind of free kicks go against you and then those supporters just like, they just put a pumpkin on their head and it's like the umpire can do no right like they've just been wronged and those home fans just want to see blood like there is nothing everything the world's against them in that sense yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't know what St Kilda were doing marching Tabernard like if you've given away a free kick and Tab's 35 out and on a 45 degree angle on the left hand side as well he's a left footer you'd be looking at him and be like good luck bro yeah
0: mate step, I'd be like cool we'll talk about talk about this um after the points kicked.
1: yeah <laughs> And then Aish marks at forty five, forty seven. Out. Yeah. I'd looking at his long hair, like, oh yeah. Well, hey, someone follow Darcy down there, like, don't let him mark it on the line. Like, I don't know what Saint Kilda were doing there, like, because they were, the, the, really well, they, were listening, the
0: they yeah. were listening
1: to the crowd.
0: They were listening to the crowd, thinking we're getting so down by. Oh, if I, I reckon Ross Line would have been like, oh, you yeah. fucking kidding me? You've literally. <laughs> We've worked so hard to get two goals up on this side that we should be flogging and you fucking yeah. just gift them two goals. Like, I know Tabana can't kick that goal. Yeah, H played under me for a while too. He stinks. No, nah, H was a right one. So there was another one. So we had just a bit of background. We had this package where we had the, a table, a um, a pretty sweet buffet with some oysters that I indulged. I had about 15 oh, to Way too matches. many
1: oysters.
0: Um, it had like carvery, had salad bar, had ch- charcuterie board, um, yeah. and then some ice cream at halftime, like gelato is pretty good and and beers, unlimited uh, alcohol package. Um, but we went to our table in the fourth quarter because it was much safer for us than getting stabbed yeah. in the face. And the <laughs> table behind us was this couple in their 40s, maybe, who were obviously Saints fans, I don't know, maybe 50s. Yeah. Um, and it was in the last quarter when a St Kilda player in the deep back pocket for them, so Frio forward pocket, got the ball, kicked a banana that rolled along the boundary where there were no St Kilda players for 50 plus meters, like more than a kick, like literally 50 meters. There were three dockers there, but no St Kilda players. It rolled out of bounds. So we were like, yeah, that's deliberate, obviously. This lady went feral. She was like, "What? That's not deliberate!" Like, like just as people that don't understand the rule now is like, if the ball goes near the boundary and there's like not a player standing next to the boundary line, there, it's out of bounds, uh, deliberate. And then maybe twenty seconds later, Freo somehow fucked it up, and um, the ball came off someone's arm and went out of bounds. She was like, "That was the same!" Like, how? Oh,
1: <laughs> ropeable. Oh, My man, thing, I man, didn't just, understand like, her. Uh, her nervous energy, like, they were two goals up at that point. I was like, where is all this nervous energy coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she obviously,
0: <laughs> She obviously didn't know that Freo hadn't had a goalless quarter yeah. yet in the game, and they were due yeah. the goalless quarter in the fourth quarter, so she, they were on.
1: I was also, wrote bull, like, the midfield were real lacklustre, and, like, they certainly invited the pressure of the zone. And we're back to our old classic of, like, that perceived pressure, like Will Brody was doing it a little bit, Jaeger was doing it a little bit. Like immediately when they get it, there. Uh, someone to
0: talk about? Will. We'll yeah. Their first,
1: note, Jaeger and Mira. Their first thought is they're like looking around, ready to handball, and they're moving at half pace, and they're the player under least pressure, but they handball to the back of someone or handball to someone under more pressure or they were very
0: the, reactive. They were very reactive. Game, they yeah, were not proactive. And St Kilda were very proactive with where they were putting the ball and then working it, um, whereas Freya were very reactive. They were waiting for St Kilda. Yeager yeah. uh, uh, Amira, mate, how did he go?
1: Yeah, I thought he just struggled to work into the game. I just think particularly somewhat like, I don't know if Sarong got got tagged or whether he found it difficult in there but if someone gets tagged it's almost a bonus because we, we've got we've got plenty of quality numbers around there
0: agree I just
1: saw I just saw all across the board lacked just that clean decision- making and disposal and we always talk about what we tend to do is every disposal adds a bit of time that helps the opponent to get there so something that should take three we make it take five or something and that yeah. was just like that that's what we just had the handball to the ground, slow, loopy ones. Slow. I think dig. nobody,
0: nobody took responsibility in that midfield to go. I'm going to bury in here, kill someone in the way to get the ball and get yeah. it out, and oh, we're we going to get smashed. it forward. So everyone was just sort of running Sprashed around, around like very soft. Well. Very, there was there was it was very much like a uh, Western Suburbs game in a muddy, oh. muddy Guilford Oval. Like we used to say, Christchurch going out to Guildford, like it was wet and muddy um game gets a bit hard like mate send us back send us back right. home, like get us on the bus you know the boots are getting muddy now <laughs> like you know what i mean it's um
1: it, it was it, very what, much
0: a uh what we win,
1: we won the hit outs like a million to none oh, and yeah, then we got to them to the whole clearances. time so it took us forever to get our hands on the footy and when we yeah. did we were slow to use it and didn't really want to use it properly and we just got we got done on scores on turnovers. And I think, like and that's I think the story
0: Ye- of the game. Jaeger will be better next week. Brasher sure will be better next week. Stronger. So, they're the sort of three guys. But those three in particular. That would this would burn. They'd be like we were shit. Um, and oh, I hope yeah. there's a lot of footage of them not doing much. But um, there's a couple other things. Oh, one other fan thing. So the advantage <clears throat> rule was changed maybe five to ten years ago. The fact that. If the player picks up the ball and runs, it's advantage. Like the umpire doesn't say when it's advantage or not. It's only if the team takes it. So the the teams decide. So that way there's not these going forward and back sort of advantage rules. They, like these their players would take it and kick after the whistle and the umpire would like advantage. They're like, oh that's not advantage. It's like, yeah, mate, don't take the ball and kick it then. Like <laughs> it's the player's choice. Um okay. Pretty ratsy. After all of that, though, oh, there's a couple other things. You
1: got some more grievances with St. I good things? You this, want to air, this, you want is
0: to air. Gr- this is a grievance with me. And then I've got a couple other things. I, uh, I went my old ways and had money on five oh. to kick goals, two goals, three goals, four goals, five goals, all those sort of things. So apologies to everybody. It was basically my fault why he did 100%. nothing. I'm not betting on him for goals this week purely because I need him to kick goals for my sanity. Um, Two good things or three good things. One sort of semi-related to Dockers, not related to this game. Firstly, after as bad as we played, as bad as we played, we still only lost by, what is it, 15 points and had the same amount of scoring shots and still had a chance to win the game. Um, so I know that's probably partly because of the way St Kilda structured up, but as bad if that's our worst and we had a chance to win against probably lower opposition, I, I I really want to see how we go when we start clicking a bit more this year because I think that that is a positive in itself that we still had a sniff. Like if we were playing at Geelong or a Collingwood, we would have lost that game by 75 oh. points. Plus, oh. um. Like we would not have done well. So I think we're still better probably than a lot of the, like we're going to have to be pretty bad to get beaten by these sides in the sort of bottom 10 of the ladder. Um, We're just going to have to turn it on a lot more than we did. The other positive was Switter's goal where he bullocked through about four people on the goal line and, and um, kicked oh. that goal. Makes me very excited.
1: Um, that's probably the reason unreal. he gets into the leadership group. And I think we talked about that was a moment where, like, someone, you know, grit their teeth and, and like, that was fantastic. Well, the team his back.
0: bags like, no, nah, I'm kicking this goal. Man. Oh, I'm mate. not hand-passing to any of you crabs that can't kick. Oh, and he, also... he did that again in, the like, the first or second quarter and hit the post. So he could have kicked two. Yeah. And that game looks a fair bit different if later on the game, you know, it's nine points or three. Points. You know what I mean? Like, he I'll nearly, he nearly was a different speaker.
1: I'll refuse to sugarcoat it though. I don't, I, I oh, I'm not, not really
0: trying to sugarcoat not it. I'm just at thinking that there's a couple point, of
1: positives. At one point during that game, did we look at all dangerous? Like, I still can't think of how, like, I don't know what would look less dangerous than how we looked on that football field on Sunday. It was, mm. it was scarily like, and to be honest, like those 250 meter penalties that, pre kick to Josh Tracy like it could have easily gone the other way and we kicked like three goals for the game
0: yeah true like I'm not don't, don't, don't want to sugarcoat it but I think you it's still it's still nice to think about some positive things and not be that old like keyboard warrior that's like trade everyone everyone sucks <laughs> get rid of JL 5 should be shot you know trade <laughs> Jackson will... back to Melbourne um, no, I, I think fine. we need to we need to have a little bit of perspective, and it, and by by round five, um, if we are not sort of at least four and one or three and two, I will flip this table and trade everybody. That's fine. <laughs> um, <but laughs> yeah. What about? So this is a this is a famous after the game moment that's happened that I'll remember forever. Me and you at the bar at Crown, and um, hear oh. someone start shouting and celebrating. We look over; it's a guy wearing a Dockers a guy in his thirties or his forties or so, maybe a bit older. So I was like, "Monkey, I'll get the beers. You go see what what he won, like what he bet on or whatever." He goes over; he had money straight up. I think he had ten bucks, maybe yeah, ten on, bucks, straight ten on bucks 18. on eighteen. And you go over there. And and he goes to you, Yeah, Tony Modra, number eighteen.
1: <laughs> I said <laughs> I'm like, pretty sure what? I said I even was like questioned myself because I was like, Lukey Mack, boy, like McFarlane and he's like Tony Modra all day. And I was like, oh. I was like, I don't know enough of that. I was like, maybe. <laughs> You're
0: like, what's his number thing? Is <laughs> so that how many kicks he got
1: or <laughs> <laughs> like, but I hit 18 later on in that night, so good omen. I'm pretty sure I hit yeah, 16 yeah. as well, so David Mundy came in. We never, we never, Unfortunately, the wizard never came up. I don't think...
0: No, I hit had... the wizard. I hit belly, then the wizard. Oh, yeah, we hit we hit the... Uh, we hit no, I was the texting Duck about it. Shout out to you. Shout out, um, Duck. Does
1: love the roulette table. And we had yeah. a few chicken sandwiches later that night as well. Which...
0: Yeah, we did too. Well, should we talk about quickly, this is side topic as well. After the Melbourne Demons game, we go to the casino. About midnight, we get a bit hungry, so we go into that food hall. You have some Malaysian or something, and I have a curry, a spicy curry. <laughs> the next day, let me tell you, <laughs> rough cuts. <laughs> and it wasn't until, not... you, wasn't until you texted me being like, do you remember having a curry last night at about midnight? Yes, I was like, oh, God, God that's correct. I did.
1: Well, we had... Yeah, we just had a decent long feed of beers, and you just have a a post night settler of hot Indian curry. Like, I mean, a HSB. I was a little disappointed; I didn't get a hands on a snack box. Um, but you well, know, how's
0: the food court was closed that Sunday.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Wages probably, probably good. I would have. Cool.
0: I definitely would have got a curry again, knowing <laughs> me. Um, one right, in the so a couple other things. This is some more um, weird thoughts that I've had. The first one is. What do you reckon Liam Henry's nickname is? It's not really a good name for a nickname. Henners or something?
1: Uh, Lily? I don't know what they'd call.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was trying to think about it. I was like, ooh, dunno. I'd call him like Junior or something.
1: Like Walters Junior. Like he's yeah, duds, junior. just little. Dad's just Daddy. very Daddy.
0: So yeah, I wonder if anyone knows, let us know. Um, but you I've never heard that. them refer to him as anything else either, like except Liam. Well
1: um, should we what like about, hang on, wait, 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 one more thing. No. No, no. Uh, no. I
0: realized after talking about quantum goal kicking for five, I used have a look, quantum deodorant Rexona. No. I didn't realise for a while, and I texted Duckett and he's like, holy shit. Um Pretty sweet. So if you need Rex, it's actually pretty good deodorant. So get on the Quantum Goal Kicking for five. Um, what did you want to talk about before? For you, when you
1: rudely interrupted me, I I was just wondering if we if we could move in maybe to the ruse game and look to what we'd like to see maybe done a little different. If we'll see some changes, yeah, sure. Um, um, Saturday afternoon, four o'clock. You'll go. I'll miss it. Um, we yeah, won't, we won't jinx it again by having the whole Doc Talk Squad there. It's a terrific opportunity um for us to bounce back. Um yeah, 100 percent I mean, I wonder if Ross Lyon gave old bloody um what's name of call? Gave him a few tips and slips. JL. Oh, no. Oh haven't
0: bloody or um yeah. the the new the guy team. for GWS.
1: Yeah, the co- no, the coach. The bloody the mastermind.
0: Clarkson, mate, yeah. they're not mates. They're they're not mates. He's Paul Roos through and through. I hear they're more than mates too if you catch my drift. um, So I think obviously everyone's going to be talking about the forward line um, and what they're going to do there. Now, I'm in two schools of thought and I'm going to sit on the fence on this. I, In one of my minds, I wouldn't mind just going again and changing the way we play and going, all right, guys, that was terrible last week and going again. My other mind is do we need to drop one of the the talls and bring in someone like a sturt who is a medium that can put pressure on now apparently and kick goals um to to see if we can change the balance in there a little bit what do you think
1: i would well i don't mind going in with the same players because i still think there was enough quality on the smaller side there and and to kick goals if the ball got to the ground. The ball never even got to the ground in a dangerous position. I don't think we generated from that many entries. It's ridiculous that we didn't generate many dangerous opportunities. Like I kind of spoke about before, my all I want to see, I don't want to see five out of the goal square. I just think that's stupid. I just think us pretending that all of a sudden we're going to have this incre- Like, at times, maybe once or twice a game, we're going to have this ball movement where we get him out the back or one-on-one on one in the goal square. But I think we need to reel it in a little bit and maybe look to his strengths and outlet kick on the wing. Like, Tabernard's a great outlet kick on the wing. Like, Fife could be a great outlet kick. And if Fife gets up the ground and then works back and gets involved in the contest or, like, if some, if there's a handball chain or... that's his stre- That, to me... Him as a good forward. Like, he's he's good in the contest. Like, he, he, and that's, and that's fine to me. I would just prefer those guys play more workman roles. I just think our tall forwards and stuff, just, just their work rate was just <clears throat> like absolute dog balls. Like, I want to see Tracy hit shit at a million miles an hour straight up the guts. Like, that's yeah, what my yeah, preference yeah. would be. To yeah. say. And I think we just move away from this cute idea that we're going to parade into the goal square and send it into the third tier.
0: I agree. I think that. A large proportion of that is going to be how quickly we move the ball though because I feel like if you're farting around with it, there's not going to be a leading lane for you to charge up the front. Yeah. Um. So I, maybe that's partly ball, ball movement. But um, in terms of players, there's a gentleman that steamed throughout the preseason that apparently chopped in the preseason um, – oh, sorry, yeah. in the uh, Peel game. but Oh, there's two actually – there's one by the name of Matt Johnson, who's yeah. definitely going to be one of my favourite players um, when he when he gets going. Who apparently dominated. Um, and there's another one in that by Jaya Miss, who apparently played really well in that, assists and goals, uh, and just looked dangerous. And a third one that I don't know how he went in the game is Erasmus. Now I don't think all three of them should come in. And I don't know if changing the forward line significantly with a miss coming in as a third or a fourth, you know, I don't, it might be a bit tricky. But I think Erasmus and Johnson, one or two of those guys, injecting them in for a bit of young um, excitement, some enthusiasm, some tackling, some guys that will just be like, I am playing for my spot. I'm going to sprint around and hit people. Rather than these guys, like unfortunately, Hughes will give you a hundred and thirty percent effort, but his execution is gonna be at sixty-five percent. Like he's That's a good. C grade player in terms of what he can output. Now, I don't think we should drop everyone and do the whole, you know, Facebook warrior thing, but I think it's probably not the worst idea to inject one of those younger guys that probably has earned their spot in an a team that delivered a like dished up a shit sandwich on the weekend. So if you can't squeeze into the team when you've been had an awesome preseason, played really well in a practice game, and the team did shit and so many players underperformed, then it's very hard to keep integrity of selection.
1: Well I, yeah. I I don't think we have to change too much. Um I could see I would have I would like to see Miss come in. Um I just think structurally we change things. We just tweak things a little bit like I don't, I just, it'll drive me insane if we think Price's going to kick bags out of the goal square. I just can't see, I just can't see that happening. <laughs> and watching him walk in and not make the distance from 40 metres in the fourth quarter, is that's just... Yeah, it's it, very frustrating. We're, we're, we're not giving him any favours. Like, why don't we swing him into the midfield? Or like I was saying, like, get up the ground early and honour him. Like, get the ball in his hands. Like, he's been out for a couple of years. Like, just oh, just like, hey, just what you used to doing. Like, that's like normal footy things to do. Like, guy's been out. He's just lost the captaincy. You know, get get the ball in his hands. Let's get his confidence up. Let's get him a goal. It's like, no, let's park him in the goal square. And,
0: and chip the, yeah. the, <laughs> <jipped> the, <laughs> yeah. the ball around the back line.
1: chip like, <laughs> the ball around the back line. Give the man uh, something. Like, I, 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 I no, can see fair. how he's going to become a whipping boy but I can also see how we can probably help him out a bit. And like I was saying, that man gets up the ground, maybe he doesn't impact it, but I can certainly see him working back the ground with the flow of the ball, Yeah, possibly helping out and, and being around it. I think that's where he's more serviceable. I think an outlet option and a good contested mark. Because, I mean, what do you do? You run tabs there or you run five there? I would prefer to probably see tabs go out and a miss come in. Um, and it won't put our happen. Time
0: in. I agree with the sentiment
1: but it won't happen and we put um, our time into a miss
0: rather than I, I and I think no. a significant proportion of this like I do not want to understate this a significant proportion of this is going to be the um, game plan style of we're not going slow around the back line because teams will now know that they can beat us if we they force us to just chip around. So I feel like our forward line structure woes would have been, Significantly less if we move the ball a lot better and quicker, and I, I think that like your forward line is a function of how you're moving the ball and and how you're winning the ball, where you're winning the ball, and then how quickly you move it. So it's going to be yeah. important to change that.
1: Oh, mate, and just like not every every passage of play doesn't have to result in like a thirty meter mark or someone thirty meter. Like sometimes we just got to push field position and compete. And like if you switch the ball and there's a player in front, and you've got a genuine two on two, get going. And if, if the best you can get is a one on one on the half forward flank, then back that person in and get numbers to him. Like I think we just fell in the trap of like being far too cute. Like, waiting for the coming. perfect one. Yeah, they were and just not backing in our players. Like we pay Luke Jackson all that money, we get him yeah. over and, and we don't want to kick it to him. Like yeah. He's not going to be free all the time, put it to his advantage and, and, and play like
0: that. Well, and, teams seem to be able to take those contested marks against us all the time, so why can't well, we mate, take a few?
1: Tell you what, it was absolutely fantastic watching Aaron Norton launch at a few. He was probably one of the most impressive after watching, you know, what Frio forward line does, seeing him kind of take on two-on-ones constantly, and he's a big boy and can take it, can, can clunk it quite well, mind you, yeah. his, Midfield put it in a pretty good spot for him, um, but he was very impressive clunking a couple.
0: Yeah. All right. I reckon enough about the Dockers. I got two or three more things to tell you to talk about. Now, the first one is hidden in the chat. I'll go, I've will i got one first, and then you've got a very good one. The first right. one was North Melbourne against the Eagles was stranded on 10 969 for a very long time, like when the Eagles started coming back, and it was like, you know they were going to win because they were first to score 69. That's the rule. I, I don't think that's been disproven yet. Um, but, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Now, tell us about your uh, hidden dinner, please.
1: They must be making gags down at the – I think it's the Lotus on – Beaufort Street? Yeah, I think it's on Beaufort Street. You can go down there and get the degustation special or, like, the, say, chef, inspired menu it's the feed me special um 69 feed me, feed feed me, me. for
0: 69 dollars <laughs> um <laughs> it has to be shared with only two people max though that's <laughs> that pretty good. good i thought that was pretty good um that's a good hidden dinner I now know go get around that. that one um so a couple of things i had the first they're all tribunal related um the first one i wanted to talk about was so in the preseason. Cochin elbowed someone in the face when they went to the ground and got off with a fine. <laughs> I think that's pretty sweet. The head's pretty sacrosanct, except when it's a Richmond player. Um, we saw firsthand the Cosy Picket bump, oh, yeah. where he absolutely shit mixed the guy. Um, he's so lucky that Smith got straight back up. Um, and he sweet, got two yeah. weeks. Um, very similar was Shane McAdam for Adelaide. Absolutely oh. shit mixed. Um, Mate, I think the, the guy's name the was off him. Wear or Hair or something. Um, yeah, knock the sweat off It was like the a sweat, rocky, sweat. a rocky punch. Yeah. Like the, th- the
1: sweat <laughs> stood still, The and tooth his body came went. out. Yeah, oh, that um, was sickening.
0: And then, and then we, what did you say about the Buddy one?
1: The Buddy one is, <laughs> yeah. that is Buddy's career to a T. He, <laughs> he's out of position. He murders Sam Collins. He just throws nothing but a loose elbow at a man who's watching the football. puts his
0: hip and shoulder into an area that can only contact Sam Collins's head. Like, there
1: is no body there. It's he's, only yeah. head. His body, where Buddy is heading... And where Collins is heading, their torsos are running in different lines. The only thing that can get out there is his elbow. He puts it out and cops it on his okay. head. Buddy then runs around. No free kick. No free kick. Buddy then proceeds.
0: But you know him. the umpire was in the area because
1: how? <laughs> <laughs> buddy then collects it and gives and gets the softest, you know, the old, like, let them spin your throw ankle. Throw the arm back. back. Throw the arm back and free kick. This is the most buddy thing yeah. Like. It was that was insane. Like he's Collins is literally like wondering what day it is. Yeah, um he's
0: very lucky. The um the other guy I don't think's been charged yet because he got sent to the tribunal, um Shane McAdam, because the guy was cast. So oh, yeah. he'll get like three or four weeks, probably.
1: Oh, um, which could... is still
0: quite ridiculous. Cozzy Pickett could have sent that guy into the hospital
1: um, He leaves the ground.
0: I know. Oh, and there's and nothing late. else that he's doing besides bumping this guy and he got but him you know, high.
1: You know why and I know why. It's because the tribunal's based on that stupid table. Like it's not it's just that stupid table system and it's like That's got the
0: impact as a significant yeah, part like, of it.
1: Yeah, and unless unless he breaks his jaw and it's severe, it should just you should just look at it and be like Bailey Smith kicked the ball. It's late. You had time to make a decision not to bump him. You didn't impact the game of play. The ball was outside of the contest. Your feet were off the ground. You were moving towards his head. You know, you can even slow it you down. You didn't even game.
0: need to touch him because he was yeah. nowhere near the ball and yet so, you left the ground. Among. Uh, pretty ridiculous. So the one more general AFL thing, I think, um, reading the West Australian, having not lived in West Australia for a long period of time since like 2015, 2014, 2015, um, they losing Mark Duffield out of the West Australian. The game lift out now is pretty much entirely written by Sumich and Cordemay, which are the two people of opinions I don't want to hear. And yet they are now ramming them down my throat. Um, the West sucks. <laughs> uh, and speaking of podcasts, now it's the Adrian Barrich and. Um, Quarters Barra and Quarters podcast, which I, mate, would not pay me to, to listen to that thing. Um, but yeah, so don't worry too much about the West Australian sport anymore. Um, we do have a comp this year again, like last year, we had our our mate um win the big Indigenous Guernsey for the biggest multi, which I think he got it up to two grand or something. So this year the comp's a little bit different. You're welcome to punt if you want. But what we want is for you to take a selfie of you while you're listening to Dork Talk and the coolest background you've got. Like, say you were, you know, in Northern Territory and Uluru's behind you, or say you're, you know, in Paris and the Eiffel Tower's behind you, listening to Dork Talk, like whatever. Um, The coolest one that we'll we'll vote on uh, will win Indigenous Guernsey uh, again this year. Uh, Of course, brought to you by EnReach, the decentralized finance toolkit for engineering better financial outcomes, EnReach.io, for all your crypto needs. Um, The caveat has been that if anyone gets a photo at the Kremlin with Putin inside, they are automatically winning. And I'm pretty sure Coops, uh, who's our sponsor, has said he'll get them box tickets to the Derby if they can get that. (laughs) But yeah. We should, do,
1: we, yeah, should do like a, we should do like a – we should do – I'll donate like – maybe we should do a pool for every goal at five kicks. Maybe we should try and get five kicking okay. some goals because okay. you're putting him in like your multis. It's just – we need to come up. Maybe I'll donate like we'll donate $10 for every goal he kicks for the year and then we'll put it behind the bar or something. Yeah. I don't to, know. Oh, I we think, need mate, at least, at least
0: we don't, didn't get suspended or have any injuries after that
1: game. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's a, no injuries, although it's still early in the week. No, they're um, all we, good. Also, we also forgot to talk about the possibility of Wal- Walters might roll back in. Um,
0: I think he's game. still a week away. He played yeah, 50 minutes of game time for Peel, so yeah. I think he's one full game and then he'll come I, in round three I against the Eagles, which is good.
1: Yeah, no need to rush um, him
0: in, especially with another home game coming. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it'd be good. All right, mate. Um, Beautiful. pleasure doing business with you, and um, yeah. and I'll talk to you very soon. All Go right, mate. thank you. See ya.